I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at Kind Farms Inc. All one word. That's K I N D P H A R M S I N C. And their website is kindfarmsinc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today, my guest is one of the biggest managers in New York City, Bernard Bounier. I've known Bernard for a long time. He was one of the very first people I auditioned for at a facility called One on One. He has incredible clients that are constantly working and doing amazing projects. And he cares so much about their careers and the long-term cultivation. It's an episode that gives the insights of what it takes to be a great manager in this business from their angle, not from an actor's angle. And I think it's really important for viewers to understand the difference. Here it is. Bernard Bounier, welcome to An Actor's Spares. How are you doing, brother? I'm great. Thank you. Man, me. it means so much for you being here. You know, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting you many times, reading for you. And, uh, you know, man, I just, you, 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 you're one of the best. And, of what you've done for your clients and, you know, you, you've started so many companies and then I know you've joined companies and then I know that like you've moved. Um... Yeah. You know, I've had a varied career. I've been doing this for, you know, 13 years. Um, you know, I've worked at uh, many companies. I have owned a couple of companies. Um, I started out working at uh, Sweet 180, which is a management company. Yeah, yeah, Lori uh, Swift. Yeah, Lori yeah. Swift and uh, Lillian LaSalle. I, I worked there previous to Lori, um, but I worked with Lillian. Um, and then I went on to open up a management company, <coughs> co-owning it with uh, Jen Namoff called Intrepid Talent Management. Um, okay. And then a couple years later, we ended up breaking up and amicably. Jen's one of my friends. Um, and she, yeah. we ended up, uh, I ended up having Brownstone, which is um, something in which I uh, took on an associate, Aaron Sandler, um, yeah. who is, uh, who we ended up moving to Siren Song for a couple years. And now we own our own company as partners called Forte. Uh, so Amazing. Forte Artist Management. Yeah. 
That's amazing, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I, you. I, you get so many great credits for your clients. And one day I hope we get the chance to finally work together. But I'm so curious, man. Like, you know, talk to me about the beginning of all this. Like, how, when you grew up, how did uh, how did the entertainment bug happen for you? Uh, I was always a fan of of uh, uh, of actors uh, in general. Uh, my dad would let me stay up late, and we'd watch movie like TV shows and movies that were pretty inappropriate for a child my age. Um, like I remember seeing The Jerk when I was like I think seven, and I was like, in retrospect, I'm like, that's a terrible decision i don't know why anyone would let me watch the jerk um at that age but it was formative in uh developing my love of uh of art and specifically actors my my dad i will credit like one of the things i think i'm really good at it just the way my head is sort of wired is something that i got from my dad which is he um he would what we'd like watch a tv show together and he'd be like oh see this guy his name is you know this and he was in another show and so then we'd see that show and be like see he's right here he's in this show and you know and i was always so he was sort of like this like pre-imdb yeah he was like linking it all that's amazing yeah, and i was really always like fascinated by by that and so like when imdb came out i i become I became like, this is, this is my jam. Like everything's linked and everything. My friends and I play a game when I'm back home called the movie game, which seems like a silly name for something that's you'll see. Like, so it's like, we'll pick up actor yeah. like Tom Hanks. And then uh, they all play against me. So it's like, they also like, I have to come up with a title of a film. That's one point Yeah, for every point that they, so like I, I've got basically I have to come up with three different. There's three of us, four of us. I have to come up with three different names of movies to get points. So three times as many as they do to keep on. And then as someone's like, I can't think of any more movies with Tom Hanks in them. They drop out. It ends up being like me with one other person, and I can I almost always win. Yeah, despite this like huge disadvantage in terms of um, being outnumbered. Um, but yeah, so like I've always been a like even the most obscure actors, I've always like, I just have a thing for faces. So um, you're like me. <laughs> this yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I have, I have a, uh, I actually, I'm not diagnosed by like a medical professional, but I, I do have uh facial recognition. Yeah. I have incredible facial recognition. Um, like there was a 60 minutes, uh, uh, piece on it a couple of years ago and my wife made me take the test and I like aced the test. So like, wow. like, like this is how good it is. Like if he showed me a picture of you when you were like four, yeah, I'd be like, that's Ryan. Wow. Which is like, that's, that's how good I am at. Like I can, she could show me any photo of any, if I know them, if I've met them or seen their work and see a photo of them when they were younger or in a different context, I can pretty much always get it right. Totally. Um, which is what's like really interesting about like my work is like, I'll see someone and I'm like, how do I know this person? How do I, and my wife will always be like, you don't, you don't know this person. And I was like, no, I do. I do. Yeah. And it'll just like frustrate me that I can't figure it out. And then I do. Um, and I'm like, yeah, see, it's, it's this person. And then she'll, she's like, I can't get over how well you can do all that. That seems really 
weird. Um, that's a that's amazing. So then, while you were in high school, did it ever manifest into like drama? Were you were you studying that at all? Or? Um, in high school, I only, I did act in one play in high school, but I didn't. Um, I wasn't an actor. Uh, I think I recognized that I. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin to play someone else. I was pretty, I was just trying, I think yeah. a lot of people trying to figure out how to be comfortable with themselves. So I, yeah. I found myself really like gravitating towards the idea of like writing and directing, uh, and which is what ended up kind of propelling me to come to New York. Um, cause I really wanted to come here. Uh, and, uh, and that's how I you know, ended up falling into management. I worked at one point for a filmmaker. There's a film. I don't know if you've ever seen it called spring forward. Yeah. Small, small film. It's got, uh, Leah Schreiber's in it. Ned yeah. Yeah. So, so the guy who wrote and directed that film, he, he, his name is Tom Gilroy. And I, I was working in a restaurant and I, one night and I was like, that saw his name on the reservation book. And this is a movie that came out years before. Wow. I wonder if that's the same Tom Gilroy, you know, um, and Tom always gets confused with Tony Gilroy. Who's a yeah, totally, totally. So Tom Gilroy is like, you know, so he comes in and at the end of it, I had seen him in, um, a couple of films too. So I knew this was him. I said, Hey, I just want to tell you, I really love spring forward. And he just looked at me like, there's no way you saw that movie. Like, there's no, no, <laughs> nobody I, saw that no, movie. No, it's a movie. And I saw it when I was living in, Ohio. I'm from Ohio. So I, when I was at Ohio state, I had seen it at the like independent movie theater twice. Like yeah. I loved it so much. It's so simple and beautiful. And um, so he came back a week later and asked me to work with him. Was like, yeah. Kind of like as an assistant and like help him like write grants and stuff for him. But um, uh, that's how it led to being in management because his manager ended up losing her assistant. And so he said, you should go work for her. I think you'd really like working there. And, um, and that's how I, you know, and then I realized that once I started doing it, that was what I was like. I found like, it's funny how like a Dr. Water, like the thing I like about being with actors is I like interacting with actors. And if you're with, if you're doing like a, if you're a writer or director, um, your interaction with actors is really limited to when you're doing the project. Yeah. Right. And maybe a little bit beforehand, but like, to me, like I get to talk to actors multiple times a day, like, totally. you know, it's like, and for me, it's like, Oh, this is, this is great. I love this part of it. And, um, you know, my, my boss at the time had told me, you know, um, the, what we do representatives and I, um, this is the harder thing to do. Like a lot of people go into casting, you know, in the world, like and they're not actors and they're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. You know, you kind of end up being in the buyers or sellers element. Right. And so, she said, it's harder to be a, a seller. It's harder to be a seller. I don't really like that terminology. I understand what you mean by but it, But I feel though. like, um, for me, that's really interesting. Like, And I think that's true. Like, a lot of people do this job because they're functionally good at it. Yeah. You know, they're like, they're really, like, you can just tell that, that they do it because they kind of just are really just good at all the elements of it. Yeah. But, but for me, like I, I would do this job. Um, 
even if I didn't make what I make financially for, I just love doing it. Yeah. Which is what frustrates my wife because she loves her job. She's a psychologist and a, and a uh, professor. Um, and she's amazing at her job, but she finds it very exhausting in a way that doesn't replenish automatically. Yeah. Whereas like for me, like when I get like a job offer and I call the actor and I'm like, it's six o'clock at night on a Friday. Totally. Like, it's like, I don't, I never done drugs, but I can imagine it's like, all right. Like I just did some sort of drug that like, Oh yeah. My wife is always like, okay, we need to do something like, like, like slow you down because you are way too hyper right now. And so for me, um, I just enjoy I just enjoy my job so much. Yeah. I, I really um, get, uh, I get like a very earnest pleasure from it. You know, I really enjoy it. Um, which I think ultimately like, you know, you want to surround yourself when you're working with anyone. Um, you want to surround yourself with people who you feel are in it for the long term. I mean, it's why I became a manager and didn't try going to agenting is that like, I've always like the reason I sign anyone is because I feel like you're someone I'm going to want to work with for a very long time. And I can't tell you yeah. when that might end or if that'll ever end, but I feel strongly about my hope that it doesn't end anytime soon. Yeah, know? no, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I signed with a manager for that reason. I think every goal is that that's the, the sincerity of the relationship. And I think for actors, it can be frustrating because you know, I've tried to explain it to other actors. Like, yeah, actors are are like single men that want to be with a with a woman so bad. And these managers, when they go, they're like, "Please, you know, date me, date me, date me, date me." And I'm sure on your on the other side, it's like, "Whoa," you know? Yeah, and you yeah. know, I the 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 set of uh, the rubric, you know, of uh, uh, that I use to like decide who to work with has changed a lot as I've evolved in the business and a lot of that's just my own personal taste, but a lot of it has to do with like, just, you know, I'm in a different place than I was when I started, you know, when I started, I was a single guy, didn't have a girlfriend, you know, I could stay out all hours. I guess, you know, like I, I had no, I had no one to answer to Yeah, how I'm married with two kids. It's like, okay, that's a different, you know, that's a very different, um, uh, dynamic yeah Um, so you know like i find that um you know it doesn't mean i'm less devoted to what i do it's just um uh the people i want to spend time with end up shifting a little bit i think yeah you you grow up as i think we do as yeah 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 yeah. things that i like i find attractive in a client or a potential client change and shifted uh totally so, yeah. And so what was your tactical move from when you were working with her as an assistant yeah. to then branching out? What how, what what happened there? Um, you know, I was older when I started. Um, you know, like I listened to Anthony Aiello's podcast with you and I'm friends with Anthony. Yeah, Anthony's like, the man. You know, he's he's incredible and he's someone who started out obviously as an actor but like in terms of like he went to college and like he started like very young in it. Yeah. Like he did the Gersh thing. Yeah. Like I I was in my late twenties when I started. Um, and so I didn't feel like I could transition to agency without 
it taking a lot longer to achieve where I wanted to go. And I, I mean, I think you know, like anyone who's, who feels they, you know, they work at a company is like, you feel like you can do it. You feel like I can do this. I do all the things functionally. Um, and, uh, you know, I made a lot of mistakes like any first time business owner makes. Um, but I enjoyed making the mistakes. Like I was still at that place in my life where I was like, I was single. I didn't, you know, like mistakes were mistakes. It's what it is. Totally. Um, but yeah, like I really enjoy, um, uh, the experience of being, uh, of, of growing from that point to now, uh, you know, like just in terms of like thinking about the actors I still rep from that era in my life. Is and, there an actor that you still have? Oh, several. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, like I remember once, like I remember watching, there's an episode of a TV show that doesn't exist anymore. And I remember watching it and being like, who's that? I was, and then so like I Googled this person and I wrote her an email. It's very like, you know, very old school. It's like, and that's part of, you know, part of the thing with, yeah. I'll watch a lot of New York based TV shows and LA based TV shows just so I can see like, obviously like the top name talents rep by people, but I'm always like, who's this person? Who's that? Like, who's this guy? So she was in one half of this episode and I remember just watching and be like, you're incredible. And that's why I wrote her and she was like, I don't have a rep. I have a commercial rep. I don't have a manager or a legit. Um, so we met and we've been together ever since. She just had a baby. Wow. You know, um, and, you know, for me, like, it, it, you know, she went through the showcase season. You know, she was a grad of a, a prestigious uh, school and didn't get any re- response. You know, yeah. showcase sort of a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a hit or a miss thing. Yeah, it's totally yeah. hit or miss. And like, it's funny because there's so many people who leave school thinking like I was the best in my class. Like people loved me in my class. I was, teachers loved me. I was so good. And they come out expecting things. Yeah. I just am like, no, you're all at the zero point. Like, you know, and and if you're not ready to grind, if you don't come in with like that chip on your shoulder grinding, you're not going to, you you got to be humble, you know? Yeah. You got to be humble and you got to understand that like you're at the beginning stages of a journey. Like no one, there is no one who walks out of any school and goes straight into like being the number one movie star in the world. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. That's never happened. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, not, you know, like someone like say, for example, like Adam driver driver. He did, yeah. He yeah. Did a bunch of theater yeah. before he, you know, <clears throat> and then he did girls and girls is what sort of like on film. Yeah. TV really like launched him, you know, but like he's done, if you look at his entire credits up until like star wars right they're all like these small bits and like noel bombback films right? yeah totally. and, and now he's a big enough star where he's like the lead in an obviously in like a noel bombback yeah film. but like that all comes from like really smart um decisions that are being made you know yeah. um but uh, my my point being, a lot of these kids come out of school and they expect the world and they get disappointed and it it's like they can't recover yeah they don't understand like and it's it's like so it's for me it's really frustrating to watch like these kids who they they think they're going to have that sort of career trage- career trajectory yeah. they're going to be Lapita they're going right. to be yeah yeah and it's like and I rep someone who's in Lapita's class wow you know so um uh and so like it's funny to me how like 
Yeah, like, yeah, of course, everyone wants that career. Who wouldn't want that? But like, your career is yours, and yeah. we're gonna, you know, like, I can only, um, as a manager, I can only speak to like, like my biggest thing with every actor I work with, and anytime I'm at me with prospective clients is, I can't guarantee success. The only thing I can guarantee you is that I promise you, whenever you get appointments for me, whenever we talk about your work, we're going to make good decisions. We may make, we might make wrong decisions, but we're going to make good decisions based on the information we have. And we want to make good, we want to make, we want to make good art. We want to make good work. And if you do that, if you make good decisions and you strive for the best quality work, regardless of any other element, Mm -hmm. your career will thrive. And so, you know, I know you saw like an enemy of a suicide, for example, right? Yeah, yeah. Atlantic, uh, Carlo was on your show. Yeah. And my client, Gabby Beans, was in that show. Yeah, we spoke about her. Yeah. Yeah, and she's a Yale graduate? No. She, oh. No, no, no. She's the, she plays the, no, no, you're thinking of a Celeste. Celeste's oh, okay. daughter. Gabby is the granddaughter mm. of that show. Got it. Is that your client? That's my client. Wow, amazing. And she, um, you know, she's someone who like went to grad school and signed with a manager, like a fancy manager out of um, grad school. And then like, was just like, never felt comfortable with her. Yeah. And, uh, and she's spoken about this. So I'm not really, betray- you know, like uh, she said this to people in front of me and stuff. And she's, she didn't, she just felt like it was not uh, a fit. You know, that's really what I should say. Totally. It wasn't a fit. And so, you know, when she and I met, you know, uh, she had these long dreadlocks or braids, not dreadlocks, braids. Um, and I just couldn't, I was like, they went down like basically almost to her knee. And I was like, I wow. can't see past, you're so good, but I can't see past your hair. It's like so far. So then like, I kept on thinking about her and nothing happened. And then like, I saw on Instagram, her, her face pop up because not because I'm friends with her on Facebook, on Instagram, but because she was in the studio theater in DC their production of the wolves mm. and i saw her she cut all of her hair off and i said okay i see it now i see it and like um i i wrote her right away and i was like i just saw that you cut your hair i'm so excited and she's like bernard i was about to email you it's so funny that you're emailing me and so we started talking and now we've been together and she she came back. She's done. She's done nothing but great things. You know, she did a show at LCT three called Mary Seacole. She did a couple TV shows, uh, and now she's doing. She just did that show at Atlantic, and she was up until COVID. Yeah, was going to be doing a new show uh, at MTC, uh, wow. and it just got it got canceled. Um, so it's really sad because like we were like gonna kind of gonna run yeah show to show to show yeah but like yeah. but like the thing that she and I talk about is um, you know I think a lot of actors after her after like she got her LCD three show and I started pitching her to agents and and she didn't we didn't get an agent that uh you know out of that experience and she was i was really nervous about it i was like you know i really was hopeful for that and she's like bernard i got you and we're doing good things and i'm not nervous and i was like she put me at ease which is funny you know like she was so like centered about it and was like listen what we're doing is right we're like we will when we find someone it'll be right 
Yeah. And we now have an agent as a result of anatomy. That's like the perfect agent for her. I think. Oh, it worked out. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. yeah. But it's all those things where it's like all those things, they're all, you know, it's like pyramid, you know, you build things on top of each other. No, I, I, I totally, I, I mean, I think you were the, like literally the first time I ever went to one-on-one for a session. You were the first person I ever read for. And that was like my first experience ever doing one of those speed dates, if you yeah. will. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then it's funny. It's like, I think that was like five years ago. And then now, you know, I'm in a place where I have, you know, rep and things like that. But it's like, I think a lot of actors underestimate that how much growing you have to do, not as an actor, but as a person to yeah. be ready to be ready to work. And I think, you know, I, I, I'm curious to ask you, you know, because I'm sure you've seen it a lot with, uh, with like the rise of social media and YouTube and things like that. Do you feel like now you have, I hate to use this word, but I don't hate to use the word at the same time. After, do, you, do you encounter a lot of actors that are delusional, that kind of come in and... No, no, listen, I think that the, the, the hardest thing for an actor is to remain positive and yeah. they're always in cell mode. You know, they have to be. Um, you know, the, part, of the, part of the process of being an actor is um, being able to network and being able to... And, it's like anything you want to make good impressions. You want to, you know, be relatable and whether that's a cast director or or a rep or a rep um, or a production team, like a director or writer, like you're always trying to put your best foot forward. Um, uh, For me, like I, like it always comes out to the work. Like if I see something in someone, when I watch their work, I will pursue them, you know, and it, it really, for me, it's just like, regardless of what the resume says. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, for me, it's about like peaking my interest. Like I like, I want to know where that journey leads me. Um, like one of my favorite clients is um, a guy who I saw in a show. I, I was seeing a different, and a former client in a show in, in California in a play. And I was like, who is that guy? I want to meet that guy. And he, and I've been together ever since. It's, it's like many, many years now. But he's someone who really trusts my voice and like, you know, um, just really smart. And like everything that's happened in his career, like he's just been really smart about recognizing like, I always check in with clients like, oh, I know you have now audition in a little bit. And he's like, no, listen, you know, I changed my look. I'm in a good place. We will get appointments. I understand that, like, if we go too small, now we've achieved a certain place, it's a mistake. And I was like, right. That's, and, but sometimes you have to, re, you, re, you have to, as, an, as a rep, kind of resell them on that, yeah. on that process. Because, like, what ends up happening is, like, for me, it's always about building. But what ends up happening is the jump up, up that, you know, up the stairs is difficult for some people. And I can't guarantee success in any, but like, that's how I like to work. Like we're going to keep on getting bigger. Right. Totally. Now, if we step backwards, it confuses cast directors. And you're like, how am I supposed to like sell someone that they could be the lead in an episode of like SVU when um, the, the person who is, the cast director is like, but he just did a show another show I cast and he played a much smaller part. Like, why am I, why am I upgrading him? Why are you like, exactly. So like, you can't give them more ammunition by being like, well, I I know he just did 
this yeah. smaller thing after he established himself one step away. It's it just it's confusing. And like I know that's tip- difficult, especially financially. But yeah. like in, in terms of a mental state, I know that's really hard for actors. But I'm up front really quick with every actor. I, I'm really like, listen. I'm not going to guarantee success, and I'm not going to deviate from this plan like i will talk to you about the plan i will help you kind of deal with the bumps that can happen as a result of the plan but it's important for us to stick there um another example of this i'll give you another example of this i had a client who he had done a couple recur coach stars he was doing well and he was freelancing with his agency and he was working with me at the time and we had had a couple good things but you know uh a cast director that I was really good friends with had reached out to the, uh, the agency and said, Hey, we want to see him for this no name part on this new TV show. And, um, uh, I was like, no, I was absolutely, I was like, this is not happening. Like if we do this, it's just like, it just, what is this real? It's just like full of this, like, this is, this leads us nowhere you know and he was on board with it. he's like i really am sick of these like smaller things i really want to be bigger and i was like we have to say no to this and then the asian like called me and was like are you sure about this like the cast director really wants him so i know this cast director i talk to her all the time i call her up i say what's the deal like she's like oh no i only called once and i knew he would pass there's no way he would say yes to this appointment i just did it because you know, I'm filling out everyone who could potentially play this part. Yeah. I, was, I was assuming he was going to say no. Yeah. Now, fast forward six months. There's a lead in an episode of the same show. And that caster calls me up and say, and we had left that agency at that point. And um, it's just like, hey, we want to see your client. It's like, great. So he goes in, crushes it, crushes it. And they keep on bringing him back. Like it's one of the situations where it's really like unusual, but uh, for most things, but for this specific show, it was like, yeah. they just kept on bringing him back, adding more stuff. At one point he had like 12 pages of sides. Yeah. And he was only, he's like, uh, could he come back in four hours? And I was like, you just added 12, like this is insanity. So he, you know, so he's doing it as best he can. They just are falling. Like every time they're like, he's getting closer and closer. It's down to two people. Yeah. So then the cast director was like, just, you know, it's happening, you know? Yeah. And so like, I was like, okay, well, I was just like the, the, the business office is like going to call you with this offer. Um, just so you know, it isn't just this episode. And I was like, Oh, okay. It's recurring. Great. She's like, no, actually it's, it's recurring three episodes this season. And the reason why we business affairs is getting involved, because it's usually just cast directors will just, you know, deal with that. If it's yeah. small is because he's going to be a series regular in the second season. Is this the Mindhunter actor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe. I love yeah, Joe. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so I called Joe and let him know. And we just, he's like, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What did you just say? Like he was, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I, and then while we were negotiating the contract, I called him and I said, I really want to say something, but I think it's really, it's silly, but I just kind of want to tell you, say something. And he goes, I, I have a weird feeling, Bernard, you're going to, you and I are thinking the same thing. And I said, oh, well, okay, I'll tell you. I keep on having this thought that like, I'm almost certain that if you had said yes to that appointment six months ago, you're not in play for this. And he goes, oh, 
That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> That's there's, amazing. There's no way I'm going to be seen for this part ever. If he, because what you're doing is the only power you have as an actor is to say no. Yeah. And and so you control the way people like can frame the way they see you. Yeah. So when you accept these things, you say, "I'm only worthy of these things." Yeah. And so. You know, and then he ended up like, I mean, he's, I mean, I don't know. Have you watched all of Mindhunter? Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing in that show. And, yeah. people, and he, what's funny is he would get into like hair and makeup and um, he would hear about stories about um, people. You know, they, they literally like, he'd be walking to set and they'd be like, could you, here's new sides. The scene is now this. And he's like, uh, I, I, you know, this is like five extra. What is that? I don't have any of this memory. You're just handing this to me. We're about to shoot. And so many actors, really well-trained actors can't do it. They'll like shoot for a couple hours and then fire them. Yeah. And then the next day will be a repeat repeat of that day with a different actor. Yeah. I've heard that about David. (laughs) So, and it's not anyone's fault. It's just like, you have to understand, like, like Joe really recognized like stylistically in the show, like he's not doing it to be sadistic fincher or mean he just wants a lot of footage to cut any way yeah. he wants he wants and, options yeah he wants options and like yeah. once you recognize that like once you take yourself out of the process and think like why is he where why are we changing this why are we doing this so many times it's because he wants the best product yeah then um he was like you know, like, and so like people with like the hair and makeup, like he'd be there for like the fifth day or something. And, you know, he, the hair and makeup was like, Oh, you're good. It's like, you're going to be on the show. Don't worry. Because he, they keep, you have, they haven't fired you yet. Like they've, yeah. They, so it's they, like, you'd know, you'd know within the first two days, whether you got fired or not. So like, and Joe just kept on getting brought back and they just, you know, that's amazing. He's, yeah, he's incredible in that show. Oh, like, he's great. Auditioned, he auditioned with the um the the with the if memory serves that initial scene he has where he's interviewing. Got it. And there's just so many different ways in which that interview can be cut. Yeah. So like, but he you know he memorized in a certain way, showed up on set, and they're like first day, and they hand him a new set size you know of pages, and he's like, I have to have a sense of humor about this because if I don't. They, like if I get because what I know happening is people will get frustrated, they'll get upset and frustrated, and they will get angry, and they're like their work won't. They're like I can't. This is not like it's so unlike the way any other TV show works. Yeah. So it's like if you've done a lot of TV, even the most veteran people get thrown by this new process. Yeah. And so Joe was like, I I can do that. I can like as long as everyone's patient and like. You know, I can do it. I just need, I need reps. And so like, but that's the thing is with Venture, you're going to get reps. Like, he yeah. wasn't paranoid about like, okay, take one has to be perfect. He's like, no one expects that because totally. it's impossible. Like you're like, they, they, he understood that like they understood, like he just under, he like gamed the system in his head. He's like, no one can expect me to have this perfect. Like no one can do that. Totally. So like, I'm just going to do my best and have a set good sense of humor about it and work hard and he ended up like killing it the second yeah and and hopefully when they come back yeah yeah. he'll kill it even more yeah i'm so i'm so curious to ask you when you start your management company you know i know a lot of these grad school institutions what they do is they cast a company of actors Mm -hmm. meaning they need the blonde haired girl they need the Mm -hmm. nerdy guy they need the you know maybe they'll be you know like 
when you start a management company, are you casting a company or are you just finding out yeah. that you're interested? Yeah, like, that's interesting because I think that um, uh, Aaron, my partner, and I, uh, you know, he, we have separate lists. And for me, um, I can't speak for him, but for me, like, I'm always, I'm never really considering. Here's the thing. Like, I, I go into any situation open that anybody could be a potential client. Like, I never, you know, so many times reps will go to, like, the showcase season, and they'll be like, all right, I'm, we're looking for a 24-year-old African-American woman right. who's 5'7 and can sing. And it's yeah. like, I just think, like, that's so small. I agree totally. And if, you, and if you think that way, you're missing out on everyone else. And... Um, it's not, I'm not saying it isn't a factor, you know, like having someone who's similar to someone else on your roster is of course a factor, but if you can, if you feel in your heart that they're different enough and you tell them like, listen, the concern I have is that there's someone who's sort of similar in my roster. Do you have thoughts about this? And then also asking the actor that, you know, like how comfortable would you be if I signed someone who's sort of like you, but I feel like is different. Um, you know, I think that uh, um, uh, for me, it's always about the work and it, it's about the work first. And then a lot of it just comes up to answers to personality questions I have, like, like, what is your expectation level for our relationship? You know, wh- what kind of like, like, what are your goals? What do you like? And it's really about in that conversation, like how well they're listening. Yeah. Like, how well are they actually listening to what I'm saying? Because if they're not listening to me then when they're not technically clients yet, then it's not going to work when they aren't clients, you know? So yeah, for me, a lot of it just comes down to like, uh, it's, I always say it's like a imperfect calculus to figure out what it is. I, but first and foremost, it's just like, I have to just fall in love with their work. If I just like, you know, I remember seeing one of my favorite clients, they're all, Wonderful. But one of my, because she's with, been with me for a while, uh, Adina Verson, mm-hmm. who was in Lupita's class at, at Yale. Um, I saw her in a play with another client of mine uh, right after she had graduated from Yale. And I was like, who's that? <laughs> she's incredible. I've seen this play many times, and she's the only person to get it right, like to get it the way I think it should be done. Yeah. And so I asked her, like, hey, are you looking to take a manager? She's like, no, I'm not. Uh, but when I am, I'd love to talk to you. Yeah. So we approach each other. I approached, I kept on thinking about her and I was like, I really, it'll, it'll kill me if someone else gets the manager. <laughs> it'll just like totally, yeah. eat at me if someone beats me to this punch. So I just reapproached her like a year later and she's like, I actually really been thinking about this. I'd, I'd love to talk to you more. And she and I talked more about, about the situation and like what she felt like she was missing in her team and stuff. And, um, you know, she's, she's on, she's like just one of those actors that I just think like I see her and I just, I, I don't exactly know the template. Like I think a lot of people find at showcase, they find it easy. It's like, it's like drafts for like NFL or NDA. Uh, exactly. Right. They'll be like, What's she like? Oh, she's like a young Jessica Chastain. Right. Or she, he's a young, you know, um, Sam Rockwell. Or, or like, like a Shia LaBeouf or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like pick someone who's like, oh, okay. Because they're saying is like, I imagine this kind of career for them. But I find those um, supposed to be so limiting in yeah. terms of the way you was like, 
you look at someone like Merritt Weaver, right? And you go, does she, like, 20 years ago, she's someone who, like, everyone's like, she's going to be one of the best actors, like, based on her look, you know? Yeah. But, like, you see her in, like, Unbelievable, which I don't know if you've seen that show, Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been a fan of hers for a long time, but I remember watching Unbelievable being like, what, what is happening right now? It's just yeah. this woman's on fire. You know, she's so good in this. Um, and I remember texting Adina being like, Adina, you got to watch the show. Um, and she, she's like, okay, I'll start it. Um, and, and she's like, oh, she texted me back. She's like, Michael, my her husband, was like, dude, they both, we both loved it. And I was, uh, we just got this long text exchange about it. And I was like, the thing I want you to take away from this is it's the kind of stuff I want us to be thinking about for her, for you, Adina. Um, it's the kind of like her career path is, 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 is something along the lines of what I like to see in terms of like, for you, like these really interesting original parts that are really complex. Like, I think Adina is as good an actor as I can name I've, that I've ever worked with and I've ever seen. Like, she's, yeah. a, she's that good. And so, like, you know, uh, for me, when I see someone like Mary Weaver, who I have a, a large admiration for, have success, and she's not someone who looks like, you know, Margot Robbie, yeah. you know, like, then it's like, okay. You know, that, and so that's what's funny is like, you know, these, these kids coming out of grad school will take meetings with reps and they're so bad. And like, I would tell you more than half of all grad students have no idea how to prepare for a meeting. With I've talked to Sig Dave Miguel about this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And it just annoys me because I'm like, why is this not part of the curriculum at all the schools? Yeah. Totally. You know, so like, so actually like I'm, I have been doing for the last few years, a class like a one day seminar class at Brown Trinity that's literally designed to help them through the process of graduating and representation meetings. And, and they're always like, no one talked to us about any of this. And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm here because you need to know this information or else you're going to go in and just make huge mistakes. Yeah. You know? And they like make decisions based on reps. Like they don't use any of the correct criteria like they're like, well, she, you know, she, that, that company reps, you know, this person who I really like. And I'm like, okay, do you know anyone else who's at the company? Uh, no. Okay. Do you like, did you, did you interview or like reach out to someone who's rep at the same company? Did you like, what, like, what are we doing? Like, why aren't you using like all the information you can to inform what's potentially a really important decision for you. Totally. And so like, I get frustrated with, you know, like these, sometimes you come to these meetings and it's like, Oh, you you know, you come to this meeting and you like, don't have your pick and res. You don't come with questions. And it's like showing me like, you don't take this seriously. How am I supposed to, if I were to work together, yeah, you, am I, am I to assume you're not going to take this, this point I'm sending you seriously? Yeah. Like what's like, what's wrong with you? Like I, I like, it's such a turnoff and it's like, it's right away. I'm like, I'm out, you know? And so like a lot of it comes down to like beforehand, I'll reach out to like professors at their schools and be like, tell me a little bit about this person. Yeah. You know, cause I'm like, I really want to know, like, am I getting, and sometimes like, I'll be like, Oh, this person's really good. And they're like head case. Like th- that's the thing is like, they don't realize like the, 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 the teachers will tell me cause I'm like, I'm not going to take on just everybody. Like it's not, I mean, you can't, it doesn't work. It, that way. It's not that yeah. way. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And so like when they say, when, when someone at the, at, you know, in the, 
at the school will tell me like what the real deal is i'll be like nope i'm out um so yeah that, that for me a lot of it's just like i can't i i'm 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 floored by how poorly um developed the like business elements of every grad program and that's like even like yale julia yeah i know they're terrible it's like they're terrible i remember once talking to a cast director She's like, this kid came out of Yale, signed with UTA. He comes to, we have him come to a general meeting at our office. He shows up late. He looks like he just walked out of bed. He doesn't have a pick and res. Terrible meeting. Just like, goes, just like every way possible. Like he looks unprepared. He doesn't seem to care about what's happening. Um, he leaves. And then like, we didn't, you know, we decided not to bring him in ever, at all, ever. And that she was like, I curiously looked him up a year later when the next showcase season came out. Dropped by everyone he was being repped by because it's like, like, and that's like, yeah, uh, you know, like I, I, it's so like in the same way when I see someone come into a meeting and they're like super prepared, yeah. they have really interesting questions, are really earnest. It's like, okay, you're doing everything. Like, there's, here's the thing I always say to people, which is especially young students, the world. The entertainment world is doing everything it can to say no to you. Why are you gi- Why are you giving them reasons? Yeah. Stop giving them reasons. Yeah, like show up on time, bring your pick and res, come with good questions, be prepared, know your be lines. Prepared. Yeah, like why would you? Because I'm extrapolating all sorts of other things from this meeting. Yeah, which have nothing to do with the meeting. Yeah, right. And so, so that's for me a lot of it. It's like I think a lot about that stuff. Well, I'm glad we talked about the grad school thing before we switch over to a different element. I do want to ask you for those actors listening, you know, I, I went to NYU undergrad. I did the grad school thing. I got called back. I decided not to do it because it's a lot of money. Do you find that in this, you know, I feel like kind of, I say post-college world where in the sense now we're dealing with the reality that millions of students, even if you don't study acting are encumbering billions of dollars of debt is the grad school thing as imperative as it once was? I think grad school, it's a great question. I think grad school is singular to every single person. Every Everybody's journey is their own. I think the thing that I would tell them is um, the reason why people out of grad school typically, especially the top-notch grad schools, do well in representation like retention, you know, in terms of like retaining representation out of showcase, like at NYU or Juilliard or Yale or Brown Trinity or, you know, name it the top, yeah, yeah. name it the top 10. The reason why that they have better retention is because it's um, uh, proof of, uh, like seriousness, proof of seriousness about the product, about acting, right? Like, I think that like, what it says to, um, it isn't about training. It's zero to do with training. Yeah. Uh, although there's some reps who will be like really like adamant about only going after certain programs. Yeah. For me, it's really um, like when I hear about uh, when I hear about these students who. Um, come out like and who think like i went to jeweler just to get like a uta agent or yeah, i see it yeah it. one of the big like, thoughts that, yeah that's a mistake don't do yeah. that like that like the, the reason why you should be going is to get better education yeah but, but you will be have a higher percentage chance of getting those things now how much higher really up to yeah things that are not anyone's control um but i would tell you that um 
the the importance of grad school like i think that like if you feel like you need to continue your journey at learning like grad school if you feel like it's something you can do and want to do you picking the right program is important is just as important as any other element of it Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, you know, sometimes someone will be like, I, I had choice of these two and I ended up picking this grad program. And, you know, like it was a really, the reasons were this, you know, these reasons that this was a good fit for me. It, it wasn't here. Um, and I know of people who have left programs to go to a different program. Um, yeah. Some people really feel like they need to have the MFA next to their name. Um but but to, to reduce it down to your to your actual question, which is, is it important? Uh, it depends on the actor. And, yeah. Um, but no actor should ever go into grad school thinking it somehow guarantees any success beyond grad school. Yeah. Um, totally. You know, you look at someone like Jillian Jacobs. Yeah. Who went to Juilliard and has recently, and I think, said some very negative negative. Oh, she hated yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like that just tells like because that, and that's what's always like. Sometimes, like actors, it's like they go to the schools for, for certain reasons, and like even sometimes they don't get what they want out of it. You know, totally. In yeah. experience, and it's like, and and, if, and I'm not saying you don't, you shouldn't pursue them. I think. For her, she would say the experience wasn't great. Maybe the learning was great, but the experience yeah. of being there wasn't great. A lot of it has to do with your cohort, yeah. you know, the class you end up in. Yeah. You'll see a class and you're like, this is a really cool class. Like, they Yeah, how you connect there. and who yeah. you're going to spend your time with. And then you see another group and you're like, they will literally eat each other to death. Like, yeah. It's like, and it's like, that's that could be as much a, a reason for why some like you it's not yeah totally that makes total sense to me Um, yeah transitioning now for those that don't go to grad school for the audience listening actors go to places like one-on-one or actors connection talk to me about meeting actors there because that tends to be you know it's a pretty shrunken you know two to six minutes they do sides or 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 monologue for you or is it just sides for sides typically yeah Yeah. the, the thing i would say is like being good is important. You know, yeah. like work on your craft is important. Um, I would, I never think an actor starting out should think about representation right away if they didn't get it out of school. Yeah. I think like I, I would cut the line. Like I always think like cast directors are the way to go. That's what I did. And it changed everything for yeah, me. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Cause once you have credits, then you can open representation. Yeah. Also, cast directors can also be like, you know who you'd really like? Yeah, this agent or this manager, and then they put in a good word. Like it's the thing is like agents and managers they want they want something to sell. Totally. And, and like when you have no credits, it just it's really difficult. It's, yeah, you're you're going to the market. I hate to say this, but with no no value. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless you're so specific. Like um, I hate to say this, but like you know that actor in the Joker, the, sure. the shorter one, that guy like. There was only like probably five to 10 guys in Hollywood that could have played that role, yeah, yeah. you know, and that, and that guy, he's going to do the podcast. He was the perfect fit, yeah. you know, but for other people, you know, you, I, I've, I've been your reader at one-on-one and I've been there. There's 5,000, you know, in, in New York city, what's that saying? If there's, if you're one in a million, there's eight more just like you. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. yeah and like <laughs> also like recognizing the marketplace for your type, right. Which like, you know, like a Caucasian, woman will come into my room and i'm like you know you're good you 
you do realize how hard it is in your type. And sometimes they just will like not really understand that. I was like, yeah. you realize that I could literally like turn my head in New York city and find a hundred people who fit yeah. 25 to 30 Caucasian women. Like that is who's an who wants to be an actor, and that's me is the male. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like it's okay that you want to be, but you have to recognize how hard, how much harder it is, and how much harder you have to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think everyone expects in this business for someone else to do the work for them, mm-hmm. and then their work is the audition, and it's like. That's the vacation, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the gig is the cruise. The vacation is the audition, you know, like, and that's what, you know, I'm not saying my journey is the same for anyone else, but it was like, I started getting to know casting directors. I started getting serious and doing my own things. Then people took me seriously. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I, I see a lot of actors and I'm, I did this myself early on. You know, you saw me many times. Just keep going to meet with the same reps over and over again with no different news. You right. know what I mean? Right. And I'm sure that must be really hard for you and awkward, let alone, because you see these people who kind of keep coming in. Yeah. And listen, it, it's like they're they're really earnest. And I really, you know, like it's not that I don't have affection for them or don't feel for them. I just feel like it's not a good allocation of resources for them. Yeah. It's yeah. like no one who's doing this has, uh, you know, has like unlimited funds maybe they do i don't know yeah. most people don't yeah so like you're gonna spend whatever it is to get in the door you might as well maximize your value yeah so like for me like just work like find try to get work and try to like you know create your own work create your own content you know like i feel like there's been there's something about channeling energy that nervous energy you have as an actor creatively to something that I feel like helps your artistic process when you are auditioning, you know, there's funny. I have a client, Molly camp, who's just amazing, but she um, just came off doing two guest topics or guest leads. And she right before that in the fall had done um, a new, a new series, a web series that she had written and is wrote and direct is co-directed it stars in it. She's it's amazing. It's called uh, make, uh, make America bake again. It's okay. so good. This is going to like, when you, this is eventually going to get released and everyone's going to be like, what? This is incredible. It's just like, it's so good anyway. Um, but I, I remember like the energy she was bringing to her, her work as an actor outside of that project really felt more fertile than it had been. Um, and I think it had a lot to do with that energy of just like, I'm, you know, like feeling good and creative. Yeah. Or like, and so she booked these two things like back to back right before COVID started. So it's like, I, I feel really like, I think that's a good way to think about it is like, you know, you, as, as actors, like you can't control anything, but you know, you should just stay busy you know, self-tape, if you find interesting sides or you see a play or a TV show, find that scene, do the self-tape. I feel like self-tape is a miracle. I yeah. feel like people should be doing more of it just as a... Uh, getting better at technique. Getting better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Getting better at all of it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you kind of touched on this briefly, you know, because, like, we're in this diversity realm. And for the people, and I'm not just saying it's just Caucasians. I know it can happen to other races. But that there are so many versions of 
for those actors that, that, you know, are persistent and do want to make it, what are the commonalities you've seen that have helped them rise above those pitfalls of, you know, there's a million of you like the, yeah, I would say, um, uh, not, not stopping. Like a lot of people just like, that, like how you be, how you beat a lot of them is outlasting them. Yeah. So many people will just quit. Yeah. And it's like, and it's part for lots of different reasons. You know, they're like, my priorities in life shifted. I want to get married or, yeah. you know, I'm just throwing out examples of like things I've heard in my life. Yeah. So I want to get married. I don't, I did. I want to live outside of the city. I want to have a house. Um, I want to have kids. Um, I was tired of like having my tables. Right. Yeah. Like I wanted a different life for myself and like, that's fine. So, but um, if you can grind, it's hard. It's hard. It's emotionally very difficult, but um, I feel like a lot of it's just, just like outlasting so many of them. Yeah. Tenacity. Yeah. Yeah. If you just like stick with it, you'll break, you will break through. Like, I, I mean, it's really true. You know, it really is. It's crazy to me. It seemed that simple. And I wish there was more complex of a piece put to that, but that's the truth. No, I agree. And it's been, I, I totally agree. And I'm curious now because we're at a very crazy time with, we're in, you know, we're in quarantine. What, you know, if you, if you, I don't think anyone knows where this is going to land, but like, do you think we'll ever get back to, you know, production and things being the way they were? Do you think? I mean, I'm, I would like to say I'm, I'm hopeful. I think that, um, and one of the things I'm really always concerned about is safety for my clients. Yeah. And whenever I hear of an experience or get nervous about like something low budget, I'm always like, is it safe? Do I feel like, you know, all the precautions are being put in place to make sure you're safe. The concern I have is, you know, um, for just generally the numbers have not gone down. So um, I can't imagine theater or film or TV coming back until a, the numbers have overall gone down. Yeah. B um, because it was like, the, like just the theater, for example, Yeah, like you could convince 12 actors to do a play, right? Like you could convince that like, we'll keep it small, but you know, yeah. The problem is like you do you're not doing it for you twelve. You're doing it also for like you're trying to invite every night another group of a hundred people or whatever. Totally. It's like hitting jam packed next yeah, like week. How, yeah. how are you going to convince an elderly subscriber at Playwrights Horizons to continue to go? Like it's yeah. not easy. Yeah. Like how do you so like I don't have an answer for you in terms of yeah. like what I feel. I don't think anyone does, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I will say, I think that when it does happen, whenever that happens, I do feel like the art that we're going to see as a result of it will be probably some of the most beautiful we'll ever see. Yeah. I think we're all sort of like caged animals in a way. Oh, totally. And I, so love, like, I love the way you're articulating that. So. Yeah. So like, they do. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just the idea of like, you know, we've been taking, like, we've all this sense, sensory stuff happening in terms of like, and then like having touch being taken away from us. Yeah. Like, I was just talking to my wife today about like how hugging is so. Intimacy's gone, you know? Yeah, just, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even like intimacy like hugs, which, yeah. of course, I'm speaking to, but it's like the idea that I can't walk one block to one of my best friends and shake his hand. 
or go see your favorite barista at yeah, Starbucks. Yeah, like, yeah, it like, yeah. It like kills me, and I'm a really social person, so um, you know, it's it, it, I, I've been frustrated by it. I will say that like the thing that I think actors are most nervous about is like like uh, like when is it going to happen? When are we going back? Yeah. And I, I always, I've been telling all the actors I work with, like, listen, I'm still here. When when it starts up, we will get going. It was fast as it will allow. Yeah. But you shouldn't be nervous about anything between this moment and then. Yeah. Like you will be, you will be. I will make sure we get us through it. You know, we'll be okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's what they want. Like ultimately, you want to hear like like they're being taken care of. They want to yeah. feel like they're they're being addressed, and you know. Yeah. So, um yeah yeah well, and it's just it's funny like for me like a lot of these some of these actors i work with have become very like close to me in terms of like i feel like they're they're they've grown beyond being just clients totally you know someone like adina for example she's 39 weeks pregnant right now she's literally about to have her first baby wow which i was like this is frustrating and like frustrating not frustrating um uh, terrifying to be giving birth, obviously, during this time. Yeah. But I was saying, here's the good news. We're going to come out of the pandemic and you'll have a baby and you'll be like, ready to go back to work. Right? Yeah, like, I know. Like, yeah, she's like, she's like, couldn't be a better time. Like, like, <laughs> like, she was out of commission, so to speak. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. She, she was already joked about it. I was like, yeah, it's true. It's like, and then I have another client who's also pregnant and she's, you know, um, she's due in August. And, uh, you know, I was like, it's true. It's like, I, when this is over, you'll probably like be ready just to go back in, you know, yeah, like, yeah. ironically, you know? Um, yeah. That's, that's so yeah. beautiful. Well then final question, Bernard, I'm so grateful for your time and I got so much love for you. Any, and, and this is a broad question. So answer it anyway, like for the actors out there struggling that, you know, are going, well, probably not because restaurants are closed, but that will be going to work that waiting table shift, sure. that bartending shift, and are still really wanting. Any any words of advice for those that don't have reps and are fighting the fight right now? I would tell you, I would tell them, um, stay strong. I think the important thing is to, right now, um, get ready. So the way I would say it is that, like, everyone is watching all the TV. Like, I think we're all going to leave this 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 pandemic and be like leave our houses or apartments and say well i did it i finished all of netflix i did yeah, it. i know nothing's I left did, nothing left <laughs> i blew through korea i blew through <laughs> india <laughs> no. it's like, here's the thing you, you go go watch a bunch of stuff yeah everything and then write down the things you liked yeah find out who is shooting where find out who the cast director is like set up the game plan to be like, okay, I'm going to figure out a way to be a, this person's reader. Totally. You know, like, so like setting it up to be like, okay, I'm going to send an email or whoever yeah. the associate is, find out who that, like, see if I can get in this person's like space. Yeah. And I just, here's the thing. You just go, if any actor says, Hey, I would love to be a reader for you any day. You just tell me when. They, you're in a list of people, yeah. you know, yeah. and eventually your name will get called. And it's, it's like a fireman. You have to be ready to like leave whatever you're doing to go. Cause they could be like, the guy didn't show up. Can you come in 20 minutes? Like yeah. I will be there. Yeah. So get, get prepared. You know, yeah. um, part of the reason I say go watch everything is like fall in love with shows. Yeah. Be a you know, connoisseur. Like, yeah. You know, love, love, you know, 
the art in the world that's out there is beautiful. And like, I know it's like, it's, it's not, it's very difficult not to just burn through stuff. Like I yeah. watched, um, did you watch the show love on Netflix? Yeah, I did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I watched, so I watched all three seasons of it in like three days. I like, I destroyed it. I was just like, wow. And here's the thing. I was really frustrated by all of it until the last two episodes of the show. And I was like, I I was so angry with the show. And then I watched the last two episodes. I was like, it was worth it. (laughs) And so, you know, like, I think that like, what you should do is watch everything, take what you will, you know, it can just be for enjoyment, but it's also like, why not find out who, who cast that? Like, what, you yeah. know, there's nothing a cast director would love more than to get a note that says, like, I'd love to be a reader. Let me ask, I want to start off by saying, I really love your work yeah. on this project. Like, they do not get, like, cast directors do not get stuff like that enough. Like, the way to like endear yourself, and it's, I gotta tell you, like that puts you ahead of a lot of people. Like, yeah. if you're just asking for a handout, like, hey, can you see me? For it's like, you know what? Like, yeah. who, who likes ever? Like, imagine inverted it out that way. Like, would you like if someone just came out of nowhere and said, hey, can you give me this? Like, whoa, yeah, I, I don't know you, bro. Calm down. Yeah. Like, yeah. show show some like finesse here. Yeah. Show some finesse and like you know. So my my guess, my thing would be like a watch just just like immerse yourself in a lot of art you know and then take the information you receive and be like okay i found out i really like these shows and they all and three of these five shows are cast by the same person yeah how do i you know like and that's really important like you find out what their taste level is just by watching these shows totally what they like what, what they like. likes is different than yes. what yeah marcy totally. Phillip. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's so yeah. funny like yeah and, and you'll see like actors who are like she loves me he doesn't like me that much yeah. i don't know what the deal is yeah and, like the clues are in the shows totally like, watch something like tucker Myerson's show to watch like damages yeah like or you know or nurse jackie there's like a flatness yeah you know to like the way they like you know it's like okay that's interesting and then you watch like jonathan strauss svu yeah any of the chicago shows like fbi that's, that's yeah. almost a different stylistically you know, it's like not just stylistically but like even the way that they like their act so it's like okay how do i mimic what's happening you know so like like use this as a time to like get better like yeah like you can all be caterpillars and then become butterflies after all of this totally and so like that's really like my big thing is like use this time to really like be smart about the way that you um like have a start developing a game plan but how you will execute it after this is over like yeah. don't get frustrated to be like no like actors are like people who want to they feel like people who want to give a gift yeah, their, their gift of acting to you. Yeah, and I appreciate that about them. But like, you need to show some initi- some initiative about like what it is about. Why is it that you should be on a you know? And so, um, I, I will say like, you know, uh, actors are. You know, I was doing a reading. I did these Zoom readings with a lot of my clients every week or so, and we did one last night. And we were just crying reading this play. Wow, as well as because we were like doing as much involvement in art, even just reading a play out loud, yeah. like get on a bunch of, get on zoom with a bunch of friends and just yeah. read a play. Yeah. And it's just, it could just be that simple. It's like, I got to tell you, connecting with people is so important. especially because we can't physically be with them. Totally. It's also like, 
this is the great thing. Like you have a friend who's in LA, you can't act with this person anywhere else, but yeah. in Zoom. Yeah. Why wouldn't you, why not take the advantage of it? Oh, or you can do it in Africa, you know? Yeah, it makes a friend of mine who's in Australia. It's like, why yeah. wouldn't you just do, do that? Like that's yeah. for me, like, why wouldn't you take advantage of this? Like find ways to be creative. I think it's just going to be people who like really, Come out of this stronger. Out yeah. Stronger. That's like, what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you're doing a beautiful job with this podcast. I think uh, that the guests are awesome. You know, Shane Wiggum is like one of my favorite actors. Oh, he's like my best friend. He's been my mentor. He's been so good to me. His, his, his work is always good. Um, I was just rewatching because they just put on Netflix, even though he was on Paramount, uh, Waco. Yeah, he's so good in that. He's so good in it. I've been so, it's been so cool to interview my, you know, like James Badgedale, Chris Bauer, Shea Wiggum, Paul Sparks. Those guys are the careers that I've always wanted. You know, that's, that's what I've seen. And it's so cool to like have them come on and, and, and they've been so kind to me and such good friends and, and so welcoming. And, well, and I think you, you know, found with like someone like, say, Linda Shea, but someone like, um, like Peter Scannavino. Like yeah. They don't get, they don't get the, they're, they're asking these interviews, I'm sure, where it's like five minutes. It's like, yeah this is not that great. You know, like the experience, is, it's like, it's like, well, it's like a different, it's like a commercial audition yeah. versus like a legit audition. And you're totally. the legit audition. <laughs> it's like, you know, like these guys are like, I get to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Like, yeah. And there's no cool. agenda. Yeah. No agenda. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're doing a really great job. I think you, you've curated a really great list of people to, to interview. And I'm honored that you invited me. Um, Oh, you know, I'm I, a big fan. I, as long as I come in number two in the rankings behind Anthony Aiello. Yeah, yeah you do. That's all I care about. <laughs> Anthony is the best. It's whoever signs me when I got my first credit. That's who's going to take number one. <laughs> well, Bernard, ben, oh, man. Dude, you have so much wisdom. I'd love to have you back when anytime. this whole thing's over. Yeah. And we can we can do this whole post-quarantine, you know, come up on the other side and talk about what butterflies emerge. We should do. We should do a. We should do a, a Brooklyn run sometime. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm wishing you and your family and your wife health. And thank you. Hope you guys are safe up there. I hope for you and, as well and all of you. Yeah, own. yeah. And uh, dude, I, I'd love to have Joe on sometime. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say. I'll forward you his uh, his info. All right. Awesome. I love you, Bernard. Thanks so much for coming on, man. You all right, too. Later. Bye. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.